0: Sheila. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 2 of Pushing Pediatrics, an educational podcast for physical therapists created to help those studying for the Pediatric Certified Specialist Exam and anyone else interested in learning more about pediatric physical therapy.
1: Last year, our episodes were played over 10,000 times to help listeners like you crush the PCS exam, and they did.
0: This year, you can expect more content and even more review to help you feel confident on test day. Let's not waste any more time. Time to study.
1: Listener note, this podcast was created as an adjunct for those studying for the PCS exam. By no means do we guarantee that one will pass the exam solely by listening to this podcast. We encourage all those studying for the exam to put the appropriate time and effort into their studying using resources recommended by the ABPTS and the APTA. It is not allowed to discuss test content and we will not accept any questions related to test content. While we will do our best to provide the most accurate information, if you feel as though we have stated something that is incorrect, please contact us via Instagram or Facebook at Pushing Pediatrics or send us an email at pushingpediatrics at gmail.com.
0: This week, we are going to start off by going over the clinical summary for autism that is available from the APTA. Clinical summaries are developed by the APTA and are available for many different diagnoses, not just pediatrics. These are documents that provide pertinent information about the specific diagnosis, as well as suggestions for outcome measures, interventions, and medical management.
2: The first one that we are going to go over is autism spectrum disorder. As we always say, we recommend reading the full resource as we are just going to give a synopsis. These are really long documents and resources. So we did our best to summarize it for you just for listening purposes, but we definitely recommend going through and reading the entire thing.
0: Especially the ones that maybe you felt like The book was lacking on completeness. I think that these are just another really, really good resource. Also, these are from the APTA. Again, like these are the people that are working to create resources are probably the same people that might be your item writers. So a lot of these documents are probably written by similar people. So I think that they really provide value to your studying. So back to autism, the diagnostic criteria for autism spectrum disorder includes deficits in social communication, delay or lack of language development, and restricted and repetitive patterns of behavior. It affects 1 in 68 children in the general U.S. population. Boys are four times more likely to be diagnosed with ASD than girls.
2: Risk factors include having a sibling also diagnosed with ASD, preterm birth, and exposure to prescription medication such as thalidomide and valproic acid during pregnancy. There are a few different neuropathologic theories that can help explain the symptoms of ASD. The connectivity theory describes that the multi-system processing across brain regions is affected in ASD simple functions associated with localized brain networks can be intact or heightened. According to this theory, there are decreased short-range connections and decreased long-range connections can occur between cortical regions as well as between cortical and subcortical regions. The complex information processing theory describes that the similar cognitive processes are intact but complex Processes such as perceptual motor or visual motor interactions have deficits. The mirror neuron theory describes that the mirror neuron system is dysfunctional, such is considered important for motor and social skills, such as imitation.
0: Diagnosis can be made by pediatricians, neurologists, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Some comorbidities include childhood anxiety, ADHD, OCD developmental coordination disorder, depression, sleep disturbances, epilepsy, GI dysfunction, and immune dysfunction. ASD can be classified as early onset or late onset. Early onset is when deficits are seen within the first year of life, and late onset is when a regression or rapid loss in communication and motor skills are seen in the second or third year of life, but development is typical within the first year
2: some tools that are used to screen for asd include the ages and stages questionnaire the communication and symbolic behavioral scale developmental profile infant toddler checklist the brief infant toddler social emotional assessment modified checklist for autism and toddlers screening tool for autism and toddlers and young children autism observation schedule for infants, and social communication questionnaire. These screening tools are not specific to physical therapy.
0: Some assessment tools that are commonly used in physical therapy are broken up into motor tools, developmental tools, and participation tools. Some motor tools include the movement assessment battery for children's second edition, the Alberta Infant Motor Scale, the Peabody, the BOT, as well as additional deficits of hypotonia, toe walking, and pinch grip dynamometry. Developmental tests include the Bailey, the Mullen Scales of Early Learning, the Patel Developmental Inventory, the Assessment Evaluation and Program System for Infants and Children, Praxis Subtests of the Sensory Integration and Praxis Tests, the Modified Florida Apraxia Batter, the School Imitation and Praxis Scale, the Vineland Adaptive Behavior Scales, the PD, and the School Function Assessment. Some participation measures include the Vineland, the PD, the School Function Assessment, the CAPE, and the Adult Subjective Assessment of Participation. Other tests of physical activity include BMI, heart rate, something like the six-minute walk test, pedometers and accelerometers, as well as training diaries.
2: We are going to go through some impairments of body structure and function, activity limitations, participation restrictions of children with ASD. You know we love that ICF model. Some impairments of body structure and function include uncoordinated gait, atypical weight bearing during toe walking, balance, strength and muscle tone, endurance and physical activity levels, anapraxia or dyspraxia. Apraxia slash dyspraxia refers to difficulty completing complex movement sequences during imitation, on verbal command, or during everyday tool use.
0: Impairments and activity limitations include motor delays, motor incoordination, imitation difficulties, and difficulties performing functional tasks. Participation restrictions include participation in extracurricular interests, and inability to care for oneself at home or in the community settings, and inability to complete daily routines independently.
2: Interventions for children with ASD must be individualized to meet the child's and family's needs based on examination findings, variable according to the child's age, ability level, and cooperation multidimensional to address behavioral, educational, communication, and motor needs, and they should be evidence-based.
0: The National Standards Project is a long, detailed document that offers a comprehensive review of evidence to support the use of applied behavioral analysis, picture exchange communication system, which is also known as the PECS system, Treatment and Education of Autistic and Communication Handicapped Children, which is also known as the TEACCH, and Developmental Behavioral Approaches. This review is long and lengthy, but Campbell does a nice job summarizing it in the autism chapter in the book.
2: A few considerations can be made regarding interventions for children with ASD. Structuring the environment, such as following a routine, removing distractions, and using a predictable location can improve the child's ability to participate and learn. Instructions should be provided in short verbal requests, picture schedules, or using the child's preferred means of communication. Prompting, modeling, feedback, and repetition of activities are important to ensure success. Encourage active engagement by allowing the child to have some choices during the session and wait for the child to explore spontaneously and actively solve the problem. Progress activities by providing just the right challenge to allow the child to successfully complete the task and avoid excessive feedback and prompting. Lastly, reinforce and reward behavior and participation in the activities. There are many other strategies listed in the intervention section of the clinical summary as well.
0: Interventions may look different across different settings. In early intervention, multi-system training activities may include social, object-based, and postural experiences. Caregiver facilitation and child-initiated interactions are crucial, and interventions should be performed within the child's natural environment.
2: In the school system, the child should be treated in the least restrictive environment and enhance social participation, coordination and balance, reciprocal play and turn-taking, imitation and synchrony with others, fitness and endurance. Outpatient clinics may be helpful in addressing orthopedic needs, sensory regulation, and functional tasks.
0: Some evidence is present to support multimodal activities to promote community-based and recreational activities, such as things like music, yoga, and aquatics. When the child is ready to transition to adulthood, job skills training, community sports, exercise programs, social groups, and performing arts opportunities should be encouraged. Across all settings, intervention should be individualized to the child.
2: The clinical summary then goes on to describe different medications. Some that we may have heard of and are familiar with include Risperdal, Ritalin, Adderall, Prozac, Melatonin, and Keppra. Take a look at the medications listed in the clinical summary and what they are used to treat. Listed next to each medication are side effects. For example, Adderall is used to treat hyperactivity, impulsivity, and inattention with side effects of nervousness and anxiety, while Keppra is used to treat seizures with side effects of sedation, dizziness, and generalized weakness.
0: Again, the clinical summaries are available for free for APTA members The clinical summaries are a great resource with a lot of information packed into a few pages. We will talk to you again on Friday when we'll go over some more from the Case Files book with you. Happy studying.
1: Thank you all so much for listening to Pushing Pediatrics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pushing Pediatrics. We would love to hear from you. So send us questions, suggestions, things you want to hear more of, and things you'd maybe want to hear less of. We will talk to you guys next time.
0: And remember, you totally got it.